0: The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Holmes Report and produced by the International Broadcast Specialist Marketeers. The Echo Chamber is brought to you by Weber Shandwick. Our team of analysts, creatives, technologists and strategists bring clarity to the complex in a prove-it-works world with global scale and local insight. Weber Shandwick, we solve. Hello everyone and welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm Maya pavinska sims a mere editor of the Holmes Report and I'm joined on day three of the Cannes Festival of Creativity today by Jenna Young, Executive Creative Director for Weber Shanwick in New York. Jenna, welcome to the Echo Chamber. Thank you so much. Um, Now you've just finished a very long stint as part of the PR jury. Yes. Tell us about your experience.
1: It was amazing. Before starting the jury I'd been... Um, told all these stories of you're going to be sitting in a dark, windowless room. I mean, we're in a very uh, bright, shiny room with a wonderful view of the ocean. That's good to hear. Um, And it was uh, just a phenomenal experience. Mm. Um, The the work is so um, inspirational, and it's coming from every corner of the earth. Mm. Uh, We saw, I would say, probably 15 different um, creative pieces from Lebanon alone. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, in the room, you had some vigorous um, debate, but it was so respectful, uh, respectful and collaborative, and uh, strategic. Mm-hmm. I learned
0: more through this process than I think I have in the last five years in my career. Wow, that's amazing! So, it was, what sort of debate goes on in a in a jury room behind those closed doors?
1: Oh, it's great. You you everyone brings their. Um, their expertise and their perspective, and so the things that you debate are, around, um, are, are people really thinking through how how effective was this? Is this really mm. a solution, right. um, or is this just a great story? Um, some people will, you know, rem- remind everyone where it can. We're not at the effies. Yeah. Are the ideas here lion worthy? Mm-hmm. Um, You'll look at it from geographical perspectives. We were really conscious of the fact that uh, Michelle worked really hard to try to get a juror in the room from APAC, yeah. and um, while we had one, we didn't really have enough. Um, and so, luckily people had worked there, um, and I, I, I think you do really want to make sure you're not bringing your own lens mm-hmm. of size of client, type of market, um, culture, Uh, And then I think one of the important uh, debates that we had, or discussions that we had, um, on stereotype, you have to balance what's the message that we want to put out in the industry, especially since we all have megaphones and platforms, and we are out there moving the needle on some really important issues. When you have a very different culture, and you have a campaign that you know is brave, and that you know is a huge leap and bound for Mm -hmm. them, and you understand it took a risk, but isn't delivering work that at the end of the day is on stereotype, mm. do you applaud them for where they've come
0: or do you hold a standard for where we all need to be? Yeah, absolutely. And what's the message that you send to everyone else? So what, was the, what conclusion did you come to then in terms of uh, uh, who you're going to give the lines to?
1: Um,
0: in that instance or yeah. in general?
1: We have to hold the bar and, and stand the line. Mm. And if you begin to make exceptions of a perceived... Difficulty for a market, yeah. then everything can become an exception. Mm. And we have an audacious responsibility to shape culture, yeah. and compromising that, even to reward people who are trying really hard. yeah um, after a lot of discussion, w- we felt that we do set a standard set a bar and where mm. we we're, we're a reflection for everyone to aim toward and we, we can't play the lowest common denominator, even with exceptional work.
0: And tell me a bit about the cultural nuance that is brought into the jury room as well. Everyone brings their own experience, their own backgrounds. Were there awards you saw that you, you didn't get or that other jurors didn't really get until the context was explained to them? Um, a perfect example of that would be um, this charming work
1: that was done for a um, shrimp company in, I think it was Spain, and it was in use of influencer, and they had found a very well-known um, sports figure who had a very like large mustache, and he shaved his mustache. And it took us a while to understand, oh, this is amazing. You have people whose product is a shrimp, and they've been <laughs> able to recognize that it, it, we, realized the shrimp has a mustache. Yeah. And that this guy's iconic. In the US, it would have been a Tom Selleck. Yeah. And having him, the, the, the PR strategy mm. of have him go into a press conference without it suddenly having it and the shock that it would be and the um, sort of reaction, you know, in the culture. Um, that was something that it took us a while to appreciate mm. how true that was for them and how well that would be executed. Yeah. Um, and then we were all charmed by it and loved it. Yeah. Um, But it did take a little deciphering because it was so market specific and so local. And we saw a lot of that really powerful local work driven Mm -hmm. by local insights.
0: And what about, um, tell me a bit about uh, another point on the cultural um, point. Are there any trends that you see in specific um, territories or regions? Um,
1: uh, Yeah, I I would say I'm seeing a lot of trends overall. Um, One trend would be the, the importance of the local market even the biggest brands are really diving into local markets and tackling local market Mm. Um, either issues of telling local market stories or or really there were very few multi-market campaigns that we looked at really quite frankly that surprises me actually yeah it surprised me too Um, I think that there is a trend uh, where we are moving beyond just telling a story and we're solving problems right and you see campaign after campaign after campaign where um our our discipline and our combined disciplines are really investing in the long term and moving the needle and creating solutions for brands and businesses and people yeah. um, that are sustainable and that was incredible to see. You saw a trend of collaboration. Okay. A lot of brands would say, we did this and then our competitors joined us or we did this and then these three or four other yeah. industries or brands joined as well. Um, My favorite trend, which I saw more in the long list, but shortlisting at Cannes is so incredibly difficult to do Mm, that I would say the entire body of work that we looked at should be reflected in the trends that you're seeing at Cannes. And a long list trend that I saw that was really encouraging, especially to all the people who go in every day and they look at their work and they say, maybe I'm not in the most inspiring category. Um, We saw some Consumer brands using things like a healthcare issue, um, as as creative bait mm-hmm. and making that the way in and the hook, and um, public affairs doing things that were really sexy. And it was interesting to watch areas that before may have thought they didn't have permission to be creative. We have come so far. Like the healthcare work, for instance, has come so far to see Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. create you know working on an insight that men in america get vasectomies around sporting events and creating wow. a jewel stool so that while you are recovering you can watch the you know march madness i loved it. yes <laughs> i loved the fact that a really creative solve for a sports bar
0: mm.
1: was a healthcare issue yeah. i mean really um, so I, I think that we're at an interesting time where everyone has permission to play.
0: Yeah. And what about, um, what about the theme of kind of social impact and purpose that we've seen strongly at Cannes and is a strong theme for, for the PR industry in general at the moment? Uh, are, are all the campaigns that you see, and there was, a, re- there was yeah. a couple of years ago where everything that won seemed to kind of have a higher purpose to it. Yeah. But it sounds like you're, you're giving me some really kind of much lighter, kind of smarter Um, examples there where there's some humor in it and it's not all deadly serious I mean is it possible to mix purpose with that lightness of touch do you think in creative Uh, work absolutely and I think that we have recognized that and embraced it
1: Um, but I I would also say purpose has become integral and central to the work that's being done Mm -hmm. by brands and organizations it's no longer some CSR team sitting off on their own it's It's not just bolted on anymore right it's no longer bolted on it is um, really from we have a C-suite who, who may as well be a political organization. They are very, we've done a lot of research around that where they're, they are very active mm. in shaping where we are for good, for ill. Um, you have employees who stay with, join, think about companies based on the work that they're doing. You have consumers who will choose one brand over another as much for how they behave. We all know that. Um, but what we did see, I, I think we, we strove to recognize some amazing campaigns that do work with impact and purpose, but not to forget to recognize campaigns that were just for brands and products, mm-hmm. um, because we also wanna recognize those teams and that work. It is, as, it is as important and it is what most of us do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it is wonderful you get the opportunity to um, make sure that all breweries are running on wind or, uh, you know, convert a cocaine field to a coffee field. But we also feel like we need to think through just smart, strategic Mm -hmm. ways to draw attention to a brand because everyone
0: Mm -hmm. needs to um, leave inspired. Uh, Well, inspiration is the name of the game around here, right? All week long. And tell me a bit about... You mentioned that the the trends need to be seen in the context of the long list, not just the winners. Yes. How, I mean, everyone celebrates when the short come out, and then there's only, you know, there's only so many lions to be handed out on stage. What's the, what's the differentiator between a shortlisted um, entry and, and a winner? I mean, how close is it? Uh, they have both sprinted a marathon uphill, and one has
1: crossed the finish line a fraction of a second before the other. Wow. If you have come to Cannes and your name has shown up on a short list, you have been awarded and you are a Lion-worthy team. Mm. You have done Lion-worthy work. You are a brand that is capable of doing a Lion. And I I have never realized that as much being in the room. I've always felt that it was a once-in-a-lifetime honor to get a Can Lion. Yeah. But having seen the difficulty of crossing that finish line, I, I think people should be so proud and celebrate so so much the work that is seen and recognized mm. here. So much happens in a jury room that has nothing to do with the merit of that case alone um, because you have to you are suddenly being compared against the merit of all this other work. And uh, there was one instance we saw where two brands were tackling the same, solving the same problem. And one had us all in tears. We loved it. We looked at the work many times. Mm -hmm. um, And and we just, we kept coming back to it. We felt really moved by what they had done. And then another brand attacked the same problem in a way that rationally we were all with them. Mm -hmm. And it was clever and funny and and effective. Um, And when we looked at them side by side, we realized one of those brands was in China and one was in a, a state of a country and the impact of the more rational one far outweighed the one that had given us tears. Mm. And that did change the fate of the one that had moved us. Mm. Um, Was that work not lion-worthy? I don't know, but it was in an environment where it was being considered by factors completely outside of the control of that brand team. They could not have engineered their work or their campaign any better than they had, Mm. and there's no way they could have Um, orchestrated a win given how they were being compared Mm. the the impossibility is enormous so anyone who's won a lion you have done the impossible okay
0: so a shortlist, a shortlist is a win as far as... A It's is an enormous win. And Weber Shanwick, speaking of which, has done rather well on the shortlist this year. I think we're up to 62 at the
1: 62
0: so far, yeah. and it's day three. And that's across... I cocky, That's not cocky. just PR, by the way. That's across many yeah. different categories. Yes, and I'm particularly proud of that mm. um, because I think that
1: PR is across many different categories mm. right now. I think PR is winning CAM. Yeah. Um, I, I think that we have a lot of teams across a lot of agencies who are realizing you need a PR practitioner at the table, you need PR thinking and you need PR expertise and where when I was in advertising and came over to the PR firm there was a a little bit of dismissiveness that they'll just go amplify work that you're doing. That role has completely changed. If you put PR at the end of the process you are less likely to be here. The work that you see at Can.
0: Has a pure, a PR mentality and a PR strategy and a PR thought in it. So earned is is winning the day, even if it's not necessarily led by PR agencies. When isn't was it? the
1: last time you saw someone hold up a TV spot or a print ad and say, "Ta-da!" Mm. Everyone would say you should have pushed it further. There could be more there. Yeah,
0: layers and layers. Yes. Um, so tell me a bit about your work as an ECD at Weber Shanwick. You've been there a while, nine Haven't years. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why did you switch over from, uh, you know, you've got a fairly traditional advertising mm -hmm. background, why switch over to PR? And and relatively early in in terms of when PR agencies have started realising they need in-house creatives as Um, well. I, I loved the blue sky. Uh, it was somewhere that no one else had figured out they could be yet. Mm.
1: Um, I loved that. I, I met uh, Gail Hyman, who's an amazing inspiration. Uh, before I, She is a force of nature, yes. girl, isn't she? Before I took the job and being able to be in the same building as her, um, a few floors away from her, um, that I'll, alone could have sold the job. Um, I saw so much potential, um, but mostly I saw a culture... That was created with the ability to recognize a good idea. Mm. Um, in agency life you sometimes uh, th- think of being protective of what is your idea. PR people are innately collaborative because they need the idea to be a great idea, mm. otherwise it will not attraction. they cannot sell it, we cannot do the amplification of PR, so you have an inherently collaborative culture, you have the DNA of people who can recognize what a good idea is, Mm. and if you're a smart creative, you align yourself with people who will get the word out and make sure everybody sees it and talks about it. So I have loved having those people around me challenging and pushing the work and saying that isn't enough, that won't earn enough attention, no one will care about that, and really helping me hone the craft a little bit Mm. more. Um, so, I think there is there's no environment that is better suited to launch creative work mm. than an environment that values a great idea no matter where it comes from and above all else. And what's your focus at Weber Shanwick in terms of creativity at the moment? Uh, well, I uh, have built up a team in, in New York that has a, a wide mandate and, and a whole, whole bunch of work that's... It's, uh, How many on your team? Thirty-four.
0: That's a big creative team. Yeah, it's a big
1: team. Um, They're amazing. And I also have the production uh, side as well. So some directors, predators, Mm. editors. Uh, It's it's great. That's huge. Um, I I would say the focus is... I'll really say more how I can get people to come. Okay. Um, We can solve a problem on any platform. If you go to a digital agency, the solution is going to be a website. If you go, Or if you go to a mobile agency, it's going to be mobile. If you go to a social agency, it's going to be social. If you're at a large agency, it's going to be a, some type of, of paid component. We've brought in people who are able to do any one of those things. Okay. So now we just solve problems. So I would say the focus of my creative team is go find some really interesting problems and solve them. And maybe that interesting problem is how the heck do you get Gasex to um, like put out a tweet in the world that, that people will will click, forward, love? Yeah. Um, that's, that's as important as
0: any other uh, part of our job is to be able
1: to go find those creative potentials and possibilities.
0: And not just from the work you've seen this week, but uh, all your years of experience, what would you say the state of creativity in the PR industry is at the moment? Uh, I... I don't let the word get out because then there'll be um, more competition. Um, its
1: I, I think it's continuing to evolve, um, but I love being in constant beta. Mm. Um, I think that's what made me really love coming to Weber. You have a big organization with some great clients, a lot of impact, but we reinvent ourselves every couple of years. Yeah. So the state of creativity is you will never be bored and you will always be stretched and you will always be learning and the opportunities are enormous, um, so it's
0: good. Sounds like you're having fun. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and coming back to Can, um, you said right at the beginning that you've never learned as much doing from one experience as being on the mm-hmm. PR awarding jury, so tell me a little bit about some of those learnings. What are you, what are you taking home back to your massive team of creatives?
1: Um, To never stop looking at the work, Mm. which might sound really cliche, but it's very easy to um, get your head down in your inbox and your briefs and you're already completely full day. Um, I've also hired a lot of people who are artists and makers in their own right who are doing things outside for inspiration. So we're maxed out in what we can do. Mm. Um, But the discipline of sitting down and looking at country after country work like case after case after case after case it is a master's class in all the potential and possibility and ways to solve a problem and the value cannot be overstated Mm. i i I just it made it inspired me so much from the I, i think probably spent 200 hours looking at work before I stepped foot in Can. Yes. Yeah. It's a big
0: time commitment, isn't it, it being is. on the jury here? It
1: is, but I felt like I used something every day. Mm. I would walk into the office and I would think, oh, th- there was that way to solve the problem. Mm. You know, it, it, it just changed the way that you thought. Mm. So I would highly encourage everyone, look at what everybody else is doing. Mm
0: and uh, just one further point on that the holding groups have all scaled back their their presence in can there are fewer people coming from the pr industry included um year on year so i guess it's even more important that you can take those learnings home to yeah. everybody who's you know not drinking pink wine in the sunshine yeah. Yeah. while working really hard obviously yeah. um how do you when you get home how do you kind of translate what you've learned from physically being here and being on the PR jury, how do you kind of make sure that filters down through the, and across the agency yeah. as well?
1: Um, so in New York, everyone in the agency is invited every Friday to sit down and look at cases with me. Okay. So we're going to do that for an hour until we run out of can cases, which I don't believe there's enough hours in
0: my life. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to run out of So cases.
1: Um, and the nice thing is it is such a wide... It's such a... There's such a wide range of work um, that I feel like everyone we have can be invited. The analytics and digital team can come down and we can look at work Mm. that will reflect that. We can bring um, our influencer team who are incredible and be able to show them people mastering the field there. So it's not even like I'm sitting down and just saying, okay, one set of people. Um, Hey, creative team, let's look at it. No, corporate affairs, come on down and let's look at the work crisis team. And I, I think it's really important to just continue to let everyone know mm-hmm. this, is the part, this is the party you're invited to. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's smaller and smaller numbers of people that can.
0: let's all go do the work that'll get us back here. Yeah. It's
1: fun, there's Rosé.
0: It is. It's, it's also a kind of a, you know, the PR industry has a huge problem with diversity as we know, yes. particularly in the West. And I always feel like it, that immersion in the proper global work is almost like a little vicarious injection of mm-hmm. diversity into the industry because you are seeing things that have been made by teams who probably look completely different to Weber team in New York yeah. or London or, or anywhere else. I have
1: to say Weber creative team has been pretty diverse over the years. We can always get better. Yeah.
0: But um, we're,
1: we've been lucky to have some, some great contributors across the board. And I think when you look around the
0: room... Yeah, There's cool. Glad to hear a it. Good, a good amount of ahead of the curve as ever. <laughs> and you, um, you're here for the week. Yes. So, what else have you been seeing? You know, now you've kind of got your head out of the, the jewelry room that does have a window. We've established, so that we've busted that myth. Yeah. Um, what else have you seen or look, looking forward to seeing this week? I have not
1: stopped since um, this morning's women's breakfast so
0: that was incredible that yeah. IPG breakfast is always a highlight for me of Cannes it's, it's so inspiring me, isn't it
1: me too I look forward to that every year mm. um, and I love how it has continued to build on itself I love how it continues to listen to itself mm. um, and challenge itself and, and again redefine we're in constant beta anyone who is trying to continue to do work or to hold to the parameters or the silos or the structures of the past it is a losing battle mm. things are going to change and I love that IPG has been in the front of the change, has been pushing, and continues to do that. Cool. So you're busy. I'm busy, but I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I always go downstairs in the Palais and start it out of home. Yeah. That is where ideas are the most distilled. Okay, that is that's where they, interesting. Yes, they can catch you, they can resonate. Um, I can't imagine a medium where there is more of a, a challenge to just bring your message mm. and um, and hammer it home. Uh, it's funny people talk about measurement a lot, and I have an out of home example that I think debunks um, what's measurable. Okay. Can I share it? Yes. Or am I go ready for going to get it. too long-winded? No, no. Go for it. Okay. Um, in 1999, I was running the New York Marathon. Wow. You can stop there because I'm impressed already. That's. I have not. I have not <laughs> run around the block since. Um, but every runner knows mile 20, you hit the wall. Okay. And as in the New York marathon in particular, there is this crowd cheering you on and there's so much to propel you. But when you get to Harlem, it, it thins out a little bit, gets a little bit quieter. So as I am coming up on mile 20, it happens to be a stretch where it's just not as inspirational. And now my head is getting in it saying, you're gonna hit the wall, you're gonna hit the wall. Yeah. And I look up and painted on the side of the building are four words and a symbol. There is no wall. (gasps) On a wall. I don't have to tell you who the brand was. You know it's a swish. It's there on a wall. And they understood the moment. They understood what I needed. Mm -hmm. The insight of a runner. And they helped me. They gave me their product. I was wearing a different brand at the time propelled me yeah. through the wall got me going and i remember that moment i don't know how many
0: years later but it's feeling like yeah. it's more than 10 <laughs> um, how do you measure that well you finished the marathon i mean no assuming. but
1: how does nike measure the roi of that billboard that is the power of a good idea yeah. that is the power of creativity that is the power of meeting the medium the message and the consumer at exactly precisely the right moment i have a couple lines to my credit i don't know that i have yet done my wall i am not going to stop until i meet somebody who says 20 years ago i saw something you did and it sits with me amazing so that is the power of creativity and if somebody can measure that please call me up i'd love to know
0: um Jenna, it's been as inspiring talking to you as I'm sure it has been you have been on the PR jury this week. Thank you so much for joining us in the Echo Chamber.
1: You're welcome. Have a good care.
0: You've been listening to the Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Holmes Report and produced by the International Broadcast Specialist Marketeers. Sponsored by Weber Shandwick. Our team of analysts, strategists, creatives and technologists bring clarity to the complex in a prove-it-works world with global scale and local insight. Weber Shandwick. We solve.